<laughs> One of my favorite moments is Andrew was texting me. I, I see he lives. I've never been to his house. I guess he lives like three minutes from the Children's Hospital. So one night, it's like 1030 at the hospital, and he was like, hey, yeah, kind of, how are you doing? He's like, hey, I'm in the garage. If you want to sneak out and have a beer, like, let me know. I was like, oh, actually, that sounds amazing. Like, eh, it's 1030. He's like, man, I can't make it. Thank you for the offer, but I'm going to have to figure out how to sneak a cocktail. Like that, just like over text. He's, and he just writes back, done. <laughs> like, all right, so I go to bed. Wake up the next morning, like 10 o'clock the next day. Sitting there with Emerson, and uh, Nikki had gone home to shower. And she walks into her room to say, hey, is, that, is Andrew in the lobby? Andrew who? Like who? I don't know. She's like, I feel like I know him. Like, I think you should go check. He's got a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, what? And I walk out, and Andrew's there, and he's got the bag with a Christmas tree, uh, then, like, a bag with vodka, bourbon, two bottles of wine, a six-pack of beer, like, a uh, hungry, For hungry... A drink. Hungry, hungry hippos. I'm like, dude, what? Like, standard Andrew, like, way over the top. But it was just like, that is awesome. He just, like, showed up in the lobby. Like, it was awesome. So, uh, so cool. That is awesome. Welcome to the aggressive life. I got something for you different today. I know I say that all the time, but this is different again. You know, part of being aggressive is you try new things. You 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 keep your mind open to new opportunities, and you just just take risks every once in a while. So I was in a men's group recently. I've I've always had a group of men I hang out with at least once a week on a regular scheduled time. Uh, the the number one epidemic in our time is male loneliness. Fortunately, with all the problems I have in my life, that's one problem I don't have is loneliness. And it's because I've always put big rocks in my calendar that everything else has to revolve around. One of them is I have a Thursday morning meeting with a bunch of guys and it's it's really, really solid. I have other meetings with guys as well that are just yesterday I had a little happy hour with some other guys I hunt with and have ridden motorcycles with and all that stuff. So it's just really, really important to me. And in, in this most recent meeting, uh, a guy was talking about massive pain point that he went through. And I just felt there was something sacred about to happen as I asked him to recap for us his Thanksgiving. And I pulled out my phone and I just set it on the table, really not doing it for a podcast. I did it because he was going to go deep into a very painful story in his life. And I knew about two or three guys wanted to be there who were in our group and weren't going to be there. So my thought was, I'll just send them this file. I wasn't thinking podcast at all. And what do you know? Uh, We're going to try it as a podcast. This is with a previous, actually, guest on The Aggressive Life. His name is uh, Nick Spiker. Yes, Nick Spiker. Talked about talk about action adventure heroes, which we did last week with Kim Taylor Foster. You know, Nick Spiker, the greatest action figure hero name ever. Nick Spiker. 
Spiker. You can't say Nick Spiker without grimacing and being angry. Nick Spiker. Anyway, this is uh, my buddy Nick Spiker. He talks about what took place, and it pushed me, and it's going to push you. In this, the last full week of 2022, I want to push you out of your comfort zone. Let's be very clear. I'm going to tell you what I want you to hear right now. I'm not going to tell you all of it, but I'll tell you what I want you to hear right now. There are certain transcendent values that if you don't choose to order your life around, you will get crushed. There are certain things about the way life just works that you cannot ignore. And if you do ignore, you do so to your peril. Nick has an unbelievably painful thing he's going to tell us about. And the reason why he was able to get through it is because there's one of the many principles you're going to hear in a story, this idea of you reap what you sow. He had planted seeds in relationships in other areas of his life that when crisis came calling, he had relationships to draw from. He had assets to draw from. He had people to draw from. And that's how he got through this crisis. That's part of how it had a happy ending. All you need to know right now to get started is that Nick, his wife, Nikki, and their kids, they're getting ready to leave for a much-needed vacation to Rosemary Beach when their five-year-old, Emerson, started feeling bad. We'll pick up the story there. Let's get to breakfast. All right, Lord, thank you for Nick and bringing him here and giving him a story to tell, a story that uh, we know has a positive ending. So uh, teach us through him today, help us to learn from their experience, and we thank you for your goodness and what you've done. Thank you for this food and your generosity. Amen. Amen. So, take us back to that. Take a box to it. So, my, well, the way we typically do is we typically leave on Saturday. My in-laws leave with the girls on Friday, and we meet on Saturday night in Rosemary. So Thursday night, Emerson came home, and she was like, another lesson learned. Like, man, just like for me, you guys probably do this as good dads. Like, don't write off what your kids tell you. So she came home Thursday night and was like, I told my teachers that my neck hurt when I walked today. And we were like, Yo, our house looked like the night before, like um, Home Alone, you know, the night before, where they're just like scrambling. That's what our house looked like, right? We're like scrambling to get ready. So we're like, all right, fine. You probably just slept wrong. Like, and she, at like 5.30 that night, she fell asleep on the couch, which like, she has high energy. Right. She's fine. It's a Friday morning. She woke up. She had popped the fever overnight. Second lesson is like, as one of the things I don't do that I learned in this is like, I historically don't trust my gut as a dad. Like I'll default. Like if I feel something, I'll be like, "Hey, should we do this?" And if my wife's like, "No, I think we should," I'm like, "All right, you probably your mom, you know better." So Friday morning, I was like, "Hey, I don't think Emerson should go with your parents. Let's take her in today. Just like let's get this taken care of before we go on vacation." My in-laws were disappointed that Emerson wasn't going to go. Becca was disappointed that Emerson was going to go with us. She was disappointed she wasn't going to go with. So I get out of the shower, and Nikki's like, "Hey, we're just going to give her Abo." She's going to go. She'll be fine. <clears throat> Which, I, t- hindsight, that sounds ridiculous, but at the time, she like had a 100-degree fever and some sore throat pains. You're fine. So they go about their way. Into Friday night, they stay at the hotel. They're like, yeah, she popped the fever again overnight. Um, gave her Tylenol. She's fine. So we get in the car. We drive down. 
It was glorious. Like, 12-hour drive. My son, you can judge me as a parent, like, he said probably 50 words the entire time. Like, Nikki and I hadn't talked to each other in three weeks, so we were catching up the whole time. Like, so we, like, we roll into Rosemary, and it's like, this is going to be amazing. This was kind of our end of a crazy season. And the way the house is there, when you pull up front, they're all windows, so you can see and everything. So I look in, and, like, Kennedy comes running out to me, of course, and Anderson has all the energy. I look in, and she's, like, just, like, watching a show and, like, doesn't greet us. She's, like, there. So we walk in, and we're like, all right, we're going to get everything packed, and then we're going to settle in for dinner. So I walk over. I give her a kiss. I just had this, like, she looks terrible. I said, ghost white, no energy. It's fine. So we go unpacking stuff. We get everything unpacked and like go over. Hey, it was like five o'clock. And she's like, can I go to bed now? Wow. What? Like, what? So, hey, why don't I carry you up to our room? You put on a show and you can just like chill. So I carry her up. She had a turtleneck on. So I just kind of holding her and I lay her down on the bed and she's like, can I put my pajamas on? I'm like, yeah. So I like take the turtleneck on and it's literally like she had no neck. Like it's just like swollen out to her shoulder, like red and she couldn't move it. So that's what I was, like, she was just stuck in this position and, and she was like ghost white. So I'm just like, oh shit. Hey, uh, Nikki, like, come in here. And she like, Nikki like walks in and she's like, all right, we gotta go. Like we gotta go. Like, Later on, Kennedy was like, I didn't even know you guys left. Like, you just, you just left. So we're like, find an urgent care. So now on, like, level one to ten, we're at, like, three. It's like, okay, just got something, we'll get an antibiotic. We'll be fine. We walk into this urgent care, and they're like, we're checking in. And the doctor and nurse come out. And they're like, I'll never forget. They like open the door, and we're standing there, and the doctor goes, oh, you're going to the hospital. And I was like... What? He's like, okay, it's 45 minutes away. You need to get in the car. You need to drive there now. So we're it's kind of like that punch-in-the-face moment. Like, So we fly down the 30A to this hospital. And like as soon as we walked in, we were just like, this is bad. This is a bad, this is a bad deal. It's Florida on a Saturday night at an ER. And this guy... In a beach hospital. This guy walks in like immediately. We're, now we're at like a level five caution. We check in. Like immediately behind us, this guy walks in who is like very clearly not just drunk. Like he was just being belligerent, like yelling at the nurses, yelling at the doctors, like ramp, Rick, rampaging around the lobby. So I'm like... Full dad mode, like, right, like, what are we doing? Right, <laughs> but fortunately, like, get her back, and it just it didn't feel the the what was probably right, it was just the how. So, all right, it's not a children's hospital, so like, okay, we're gonna test her for strep, for COVID. we gotta do a CAT scan, she's gotta get an IV, we need to get her on antibiotics, we're gonna test her for we're gonna blood work, all the things. She's five. And like at children's, at least what we experience, there's like a language. It's like going to a pediatric dentist, right? Like, hey, just gonna do a little. Yeah. And so these nurses are walking in, like, all right, we gotta get her a CT scan. Let's go. Wait. Hold on. Like, what's a, what's a CT scan? And what are we doing? Like, all right, no, we just we just gotta go. Like, all right, go back, get the CT scan done, come back, get the the IV in her, um, draw the blood. That causes now we're at like level seven panic, but. So we're like, Nikki and I are sitting there like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, they're still like, can we get a vacation out of this? So they come in, the moment we thought we were going to, the doctor came in. Like, that's, that's the other subtext here. It's not just, probably for my, for my, for my kid, you've been 
you know, personal crisis, if you will, just worn out. Yeah. Like, uh, this, I, I need this. So This was our like, light at the end of the tunnel. Right. We've been talking about it for two months. I mean, so you guys like, travel on the time. Like, this was our, like, reset, marriage reset, family reset. So I get back to, oh, the doctor comes in. He's like, oh, great news. She tested positive for stress. So I think we'll probably, you're probably going to do some antibiotics. And I think like, we just need to make sure everything else clears and we're good. So we're like, okay. They had her on pain meds at the time. She had calmed down. She looked terrible, but all right. Maybe she doesn't get to go to the beach tomorrow. Maybe it's a two-day recovery, but one of us can stay at home. My in-laws are there. They don't like to go to the beach anymore. And like two minutes later, the, that was the nurse, I guess. The doctor came in and said, like, okay, so she tested positive for strep. Um, I'm like, yeah, so what's the plan? She's like, well, there is a massive amount of infection and swelling around her lymph nodes that are impacting her airways and potentially causing problems with her neck that we're really concerned about. So just as flatly as she could, she goes, so we're going to do IV level antibiotics. You guys are going to be here for three to four days. All right. What? And this room was the size of this table. Like, there's a chair and the bed. And we're like, and then she leaves. It's like, so you just get comfortable, maybe three or four days. Like, oh. Okay. Um, all right, all right. So it's like brain scramble mode. Okay. Like, three hours later, so now it's like 10 30, 11 o'clock. They weren't letting her eat or sleep because they thought she might have to surgery. So now she hasn't eaten, she hasn't slept, she's in pain. So now we're reaching, like, she's crying. You know, now, like, it's like dad mode is now. I'm like, oh, okay. I just, we just got to get out of here. Like, this, this is bad news. So they come in and they're like, okay, so here's what's going to happen. You're going to get an ambulance and you're going to drive. We're going to drive her to um, some city with a P that I can't, I always forget. Um, anyway, so Florida City, you would know. Pensacola. Pensacola. Good job. We're I just in, figured out you were in. So you were in Miramar. Yeah, we were. Yeah, started in Rosemary. Now we're in Miramar. In Miramar, which is inland. Yeah, yeah. It's by the big mega mall. You, you got I know the city is buzzed under shopping yep. centers. Got it. Exactly. So you got to go to Pensacola, which is a big drive north. So now we're going to Pensacola, but now I'm going to drive there. I'm going to meet Nikki and Emerson. Who are going to go in the ambulance? We're going to yep. meet you know, midnight one o'clock. Why there? Because there was a children's, children's hospital, hospital and an ENT doctor. So, at that point in time, I'm like, all right, we'll be there <coughs> for two days. Still got a vacation. Yeah. So, I drive home to our house at Rosemary to, like, pack up to meet them at Pensacola. Given Nikki's parents the update, it was really interesting. Like, at that point in time, I realized that Kennedy, our 10-year-old, thought Emerson was dying. And I hadn't res- I That did not resonate. Because yeah. I'm just, like, flying around the house. And she's, like, and all of a sudden, like, I could tell she was really upset. Hey, what's going on? She's, like... Is Emerson dying? Like, oh, you've never seen anybody sick before. Like, I need to explain like what being in the hospital looks like. So, she's not dying. I don't think. Uh, so we, so Nikki calls us. Like, hey, uh, there's no doctor and no room at Pensacola, so we're not going to Pensacola. Like, all right, it's one in the morning. Like, where where, where are we going? Like, well, we're waiting here. They think they're sending us to Birmingham, four hours north. Oh. Um, like, what? She's like, and there's no bed, so Nikki can't sleep. She's there. There's no like, at least Pensacola. It was like a hospital. We're gonna have at least a bed to like lay down. There's no lay down space. So she's just like sitting in this chair, waiting for an ambulance to come. So she's like, "Hey, you just like st- stay there. Hopefully, when you wake up at six o'clock, we'll be on our way to Birmingham. 
you drive to Birmingham, we'll be at Birmingham for two days, but yeah. then we can come back and we'll be still like hanging on to like yeah. one last time. You're like five days. Yeah, yeah. Five days. still get five days. Yeah. So I wake up at 5.30, and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to see where she is. So I call, she's like, hey, um, Emerson got worse overnight, um, and there's no ambulance that is willing to be on the road for eight hours. They get paid by trip, not by distance. Right. So they said we could be here in this room for two to three more days until we get an ambulance. And now my wife is the most, she is steady, Eddie, and now she's crying. And so it was just like, right. so I wake my in-laws up. And I'm like, hey, I got to drive back out to the hospital. And there's a chance I go from there to Cincinnati. So like, and then Nikki called in the middle of that. And she's like, we, do you think we just need to go? I'm like, I, I think we might just need to go. So we're now we're packing up. I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna pack. I'm throwing everything I possibly can in the car in case I have to leave and you guys don't have enough space in your car to drive my two kids. And so we're just like uh, packing uh. up a vacation house in 15 minutes. Just like throwing it all. It's like let's see, six in the morning. Waking my kids up and telling them like, hey, vacation's over. Like now we've, we're calling. It's like sorry, uh, vacation's over. Uh. Uh, so like that was terrible. I mean, first class, terrible. But terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but for kids, they don't know. Oh, no. They're like, oh, they were crushed. Yeah. I mean, they were they cared about their daughter, but they were like, they weren't going to stay with her at home. At this point, we felt that we got to like, this just needs to be. Uh, and simultaneously, thank God. I mean, the night before, we're like, what are we praying for? <laughs> and Nikki just casually was like, we need to know an ENT. Again. We need either an ENT or we need someone at Children's. Like, those are the two things. We, we need to just get in contact with somebody at Cincinnati Children's. And the next morning, Nikki got a text from somebody who, uh, in our, my, the wife of somebody in my Tuesday group, said, hey, do you know Matt Smith? Okay. Like, no? Well, he's a pediatric ENT at Children's. Sure. Well, yeah, we would love to know him. So we texted. I've still never met this guy. Like, if he walked in, I would know. Nikki texts him. I don't know. I blew it. Hey, this is Nikki. We're at our, kid, our son's at Kilgore. Your son's at Kilgore. Here's what's going on. Turns out we didn't know the time. He was on vacation with his family. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. He calls, like, immediately. 7.01. Hey, what's going on? Nikki's like, he was like, uh, I love my job. I love to help people. This is not a burden to me. Do not apologize for calling. Like, wow. I'm, 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 I'm like, ah. Oh. Wow. So, wow. He, like, immediately was like, wow. send me the CAT scan. Send me the information. Like, I'll send it. His partner, who was on call here, I'm going to get my partner. We'll look. Because we just didn't, like, never got a good feel from that hospital. So they got on there, like, okay, like, it's bad. But his comment, was, which I love, was like, I see this once a week. The place you're at may see it once every two to three years. Like you, you need, you need to be back here. We we can care for so. Okay, can can we drive? Can she be off the antibiotic for twelve hours? Like is swelling gonna get worse? If swelling gets worse, do we have a plan? So the nurses in Florida were like shaming us. It was like, of course, like you're putting your daughter's life at risk. This is you're making a terrible decision. She's not going. She's not going to make it to Cincinnati. What if you get a wreck? What if there's traffic? Like what? Like you. you. So at some point, the wreck was that room you were. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. 
to the, the then this like doctor who knew what he's doing comes in one of the like funny but like oh man moments he's like alright I think I have a plane that can take you to Cincinnati like I've rallied a medical plane they're gonna pick you up here take you to Cincinnati okay like I'll drive 12 hours back by myself we'll roll in go to children's it's great so that's all happening they're getting the paperwork done and he's on the phone with the doctor here the children and I, we hear him it's like uh, she says hey have you you are you have to tell them what this costs and that there's a chance it's not covered and he's like oh he's like you know hand over the speaker like, hey um, this is going to be $40,000 and we don't know if this will be covered so we're like, well, okay, is she going to die in the car? If she's going to die in the car, then of course we'll fly. If not, we'll drive. Like, does anybody have, any, anybody have an opinion here? So then we called this doctor from children again. He was like, it, if it was my son, I'd get in the car and drive. And it was like, and then we was like, Duke's a hazard exit. Like, as soon as he said that, I was like, yeah. we're driving to Cincinnati. <laughs> sliding through the side window. Like, I'm out in the car. Sliding through the side window. Where's the short? Yeah, where's the short denim yeah. shorts? Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm like, in the car. They're like, packing up the CAT scan and getting Emerson ready. Uh, Thank you. And we're going, and so we we get in the car. The nurses are like run, running out the information is because they were like, she can't. We have to limit the time she's off the end. So as soon as we pull the IV, the clock starts. Yeah, you got to be at Children's in twelve hours. So ready, go. Great drive for you. So it's like put a pull up on Emerson. We're only stopping for gas. So we just just go. And so, with a plan of, we knew there was Children's Hospital in Birmingham, Nashville. So those were our checkpoints along the way. Like, if we get to Birmingham, shit is at the fam, stop in Birmingham. Hopefully we get to Nashville, we get to Children's Hospital in Nashville, stop in Nashville. If we get to Louisville, man, we might just head on home. We just start driving. <coughs> and I mean, as somebody said, like, man, I can't believe you drove like 12 hours. My freaking wife sat in the back with a screaming getting worse five-year-old for 12 hours like just like watching i couldn't see it at least i like i couldn't see what was going she was actively like oh hey now there's this massive red thing that's growing across her face like what that's new what do we do about that so we get to birmingham and she is like screaming and nikki's like swelling is getting worse and you just don't know right it's like is she dying like i don't know if she's dying so we're like all right we're calling it we're just going to birmingham and well nikki was like She's very back to the trust your gut thing. She's like, like very poignant moment for me. She's like, what do you want to do? Like you make the call. It's like I'm not. I realize I'm not naturally wired. It's like you guys are probably better. Like in the moment, like I'm going to pray for this meeting or I'm going to pray for this thing right now. I just I don't do that. She's like, all right, I'm going to just pray right now here in the moment. Like God, what, what do you, what do you want us to do? It's like, all right, take a deep breath. I'm driving. Not audibly, but like the first thought that came to my mind was like, get her home. It's like, hey, Nikki, I don't know if this is the right call, but I, I feel like God wants her. And so we're, we just got to go. We just got to take pedal down. We just got to go. So, all right, let's go. Fly past Birmingham. Like, oh, God, do we just, like, we got another four hours to Nashville. So we got to now bridge this four-hour gap where you're in the middle of freaking nowhere, Alabama. You know, like in Tennessee. So she's does okay we get to outside Nashville and now she's lost it like the pain meds have worn off like now we're just in full blown 
meltdown. And five hours to go. With yeah, and so we're like, so we're looking for the the um, address of the Nashville Children's Hospital, calling like, hey, do you have a room? Do we need to go through the emergency department? Like, all right, I know God says you need to be home, but man, we can't handle this anymore, and I think we might be killing our child. Uh, so, like, even though it was like silly, even though I just five hours earlier heard God say, like, she needs to be home, it was like, all right, we gotta. So, we called the nurse or the doctor, Nikki Page, the doctor at Children's, to say, like, hey, because they were like, we'll have a room ready for you, we've got a plan, we've seen all the documents, we know, like, just get here and we'll do a great job today. Don't go through the emergency department, um, come straight. To, to ENT and this doctor we call it hey we're going to go to Nashville so the swelling is now like doubled in size this red thing is growing she's screaming in pain and she's like you've got to get here and she, the comment was she was like nothing is going to happen in the next three and a half hours that is going to offset the care she's going to get here you've got to get like just to have a doctor be a fir- like firm like not yeah. like well I can't promise yeah. anything like right. you need to be here it's like alright really like here we go so it's really good three and a half hours of just awful three and a half from Nashville to here yeah I think yeah, yeah, it was it was you go to about 100 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's honestly, a five hour drive the, the plan the plan that I had was even if we got pulled over I'd be able to point in the back seat and be like, yeah. this is why. And then I'd be like, would you, could I get an escort? That's true. Like, would you yeah. have any chance you would have drive to Cincinnati with your lights on? Like, uh, yeah. it was like, all right, I think I can work through that. So, I mean, thank God we arrived at Children's. It was like, you get, hey, you guys saw a picture of the room. It was literally like, I felt like we had arrived in heaven. From what we had done, we had walked in, we were checked in already. I mean, they walk into this room. She has now not slept or eaten for 24 hours. She is an unhappy five-year-old. And she, like, we, like, put her down on the bed, and, like, the doctors come in, and we're like, hey, here's the story. And we, like, look over, and she is sound asleep. Mm. Wow. That's Just where, on her own. Yeah, we're like, that's where you were supposed to be. Like, that bed. Like, you were supposed to be right there. <laughs> and it's like, oh. like, immediately, uh, doctors come in, and they've got a plan. Like, there's no, like... Well, we don't know. It's like yeah. IV. Here's the antibiotics we got her on. It's like and that room is freaking better than eighty percent of the hotels I've ever stayed in. So that night, I left at like one, and uh, she was she was sleeping. It was like it was all like we were like okay, we're here, did it. So that that was Sunday night. Monday was. It was still bad, but we got we got an assessment. Hey, the strip caused a lymph node. We got you know, infection in her neck. Got to be on the antibiotics, but we're just going to monitor. Maybe we monitor for three to four days, maybe five. I don't know. And it was just like, if she doesn't react quickly, we could do surgery. But it was like a that's la- worst case scenario. So Monday, honestly, Monday was kind of like. She was kind of hanging out in the hospital. She was fine. She had all kinds of pain meds. So we, we hung out all day, all night. There was no, like, cause for alarm. Went home at, like, 1 o'clock that night. Slammed alcohol that day? What's that? No, that wasn't it. We didn't, we didn't have it then. That was, it didn't come till afterwards, which was a funny story. The time uh, when you need alcohol. Yeah, I know. Uh, right. I did. I did. And, that was and, like the, and you would never be judged for having yeah, alcohol that's, right then. I would have. Yeah, yeah I would have been. A heavy pour. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll fast forward with this. Then 
So at night, I go to sleep, 1 o'clock, wake up at 6, they do their rounds at 6. So I call Nikki, I'm like, hey, hey, what, do you want me to bring you to Starbucks? And again, for only the second time, the entire sheet is crying. And I can hear, like, chaos in the background. And I'm like, hey, what is going on? And she's like, they, they've got to do surgery. They don't know when. Now she can't eat again. She can't take pain meds. And she can't drink because they got to prepare for surgery. And they don't know when the surgery is And the anesthesiologist is in here. Like, you need, like, you got to get here. Like, oh, shit. So I'm like, up, oh, fly to the hospital, walk in, and like, one of those moments where it's like, there's like 13 people in the room, and she overnight had gotten way worse. And I could tell, I walked in, I was like, what is, every time I thought things were going to get better, yeah. it got worse. It was like, what? And so the, I'm like, I feel like it's close to getting in a fight. It's not my, my wiring. I walked in, this I can't, nobody is like telling me what's going on, and Emerson's screaming, Nikki's crying. I'm like, what is happening? This anesthesiologist doing his job. Like, say, hey, are you dad? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, so what's going to happen is we're going to put her, and here are the risks, anesthesia. There's a chance that we have to intubate her. And if we intubate her, then we've got to go over to the NICU or the, the ICU. And, and like, the, all the worst case scenarios, the way he's saying it is like, this is what's going to happen. I'm like, hey, hold on. Like, I have no idea what's going on right now. Like, Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> what is happening? So, I'm surgery, all the... Okay. Him. Yes, I got to tell you this. You have to hear this. I know what the, yeah, they're great each other. I know this sucks to hear, but I have to tell you. Okay, when surgery? Well, you guys are an add-on, so we don't know. But she can't eat, drink, or uh, sleep for, until this happens. Like, and no pain meds. So I'm telling you, that, that was 6 in the morning. She had surgery at 4.30. Oh wow! Um, this just like she she was she was she, like she had now she was aware of what was going on for so long it was like she wasn't aware she had this moment I'm like just hugging her and she's like screaming crying she's like why am I like this like you know where you are and what and it was just, the best we got is she like all lights off. Everybody sitting still, making no noise. And if you made any noise, you would just you would lose it. So it was just like hours of like, you know, somebody would come, try to come in, but not not right now because she's not crying right now. So then, like at, by one, she had lost it. It was we just it was game over. It was just like handle the pain and. And so finally at like 2 o'clock, they're like, all right, surgery's at 4.30. We're going to start getting you ready. Like, okay, at least we have like a time. So the surgeon's coming in, explaining what's going to go on. And again, not, they did an awesome job. Like, okay, great. Actually, it's going to be a little earlier. We're going to get you down to the pre-op room. Now, so roll down to the pre-op room. Come in. Hey, we're going to come in. Give her some medicine to get her to sleep. And, but they mistimed it. It wasn't ready. So we're in this, I mean, now we're in this room. This is like, it is literally this size. There's just a bed and she is screaming her face off. And we're, they got the, so we were there for an hour and a half in this like, uh, uh, tiny box. In the, the, I think I told you, like the, the scene that will live in my head is like, the pain had gotten so bad for her now that it was like streams of pain. So she, and I'm like praying, like hands on my praying. I like open my eyes and her eyes would like bug out of her head. And that's like proceeded, just like, I'm like, oh my God, like I, I can't do anything about her. This girl is just in intense pain and I can do nothing about it. And it was like, when are they going to come? It was like pacing around the room. It just felt like we were there forever. And then 
came in, gave her that magic medicine that like just like you just watch her so screaming, crying, and then it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I feel great. It's amazing. They must do that with kids because I can't imagine them taking a kid off for surgery without that. Like, she would not have left us in that without me. Magic medicine. Is it injection like, or is it what, what, what is it? Through, uh, through the IV. Yeah, they've got it. Yeah, just put it. Yep. And it's like 15 seconds. So that's not available over the counter then? No, yeah. <laughs> like, but she went from literal like screaming, crying to 15 seconds later. Just like, hello. Uh, so she left. We're like, oh. Okay, now it's gonna go pray that surgery goes well. So we get done. I'll, I'll, I'll be done. The cool part of the story. We get done. We get calls back an hour and a half later. Surgery. Like, okay, the surgeon. It's like, um, so we made the call to take her to surgery, and you guys agreed. It's like, yeah. We didn't do anything. Like said, we went in the through a scope to the back of the throat, made an incision. Our thought was we were gonna see infection in the back of the throat that we could get some bacteria, grow it in the lab, then identify the right antibiotics. Right now she's on a general antibiotic. We want to get her on a very specific antibiotic for what is causing this infection. And we didn't we didn't get it. Uh, it's like definitely the lymph node is like crazy like, but I don't know we didn't do anything for that it's like we didn't drain any fluid I didn't think you needed to go because that would have been external puncture it's like so sometimes the opening up of the throat helps it's like but there's nothing we do that is going to help it's again one of those like okay like, go see her. She's kind of pre or post-op groggy. Get her back up to the room. She kind of wakes up. Well, now she can eat and, and drink. And, like, and I notice she looks better. Like, and swelling is down. Redness. Like they do this thing. You guys have all probably do. They draw the circle around the rash to know if it's growing or shrinking. <laughs> so it had always been growing. And every time they come in, like, it's not shrinking. It's like, oh, it's starting to shrink. So we have these a couple hours, like, like, what is happening? Like, why is she getting better? And so the doctor comes in at, like, whatever, 10, 1030, like, hey, this, she seems better-ish. And we're like, thank you. And he's like, um, just, he's like, I'm a doctor. I'll take all the credit. He's like, nothing we did in there is causing this. And he's like, now, we did, like, the anesthesiologist gave her a steroid, so that is helping. He's like, but that's going to wear off in 24 hours. So he's like, that's why I wouldn't have done a steroid. It muddies the waters. I don't know whether she's getting better or not. So, so overnight, it might not be pretty. I'm like, okay. Go home, same thing. Six in the morning, I'm calling on the way. I'm like, hey, how's it going? She's like, she's amazing. Like, she's the happiest kid you're going to see. I'm like, but the, the this is worn off. And he's like, the doctor doesn't know. Like, the doctor doesn't know why she's doing better. Like, okay, well, like, see, so we like, show up, and she's, like, bouncing around the room. Oh, wow. Like, but, I mean, like, back eating pancakes, and who is this child? Like, this child, like, 12 hours ago was screaming in pain. And so the doctor comes in, and I'm like, hey, what's the... And he's like... Yeah. So this is not a phrase doctors use very often. I don't know. So I, 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 
I don't. It's, maybe she's on the antibiotics longer, but it's only been about six hours longer. It doesn't cause maybe that relieves some pressure in the back. Like, I don't have a good answer for you. It was like I have always not. Uh, I've never been a part of the story. I think everybody's had the story with the doctor. The doctor said, I don't know. It's like, hey, doctor, I don't know. The doctors really say, I don't know. It was like, for this guy, I was telling somebody the story on Tuesday night. You know, hey, you know what's interesting about children specifically? Like, not to exaggerate. It's like, those are like top 10 doctors in the country. Like, if they're there, they're not like, right. <laughs> like, they're not paid to say, I don't know. They're right. paid to say, like, this is exactly right. what we did. This is the outcome. It's like, so for that guy to say, I don't know. I, I, I'll take the credit, but I don't know. And that, literally, that that was Wednesday. And they were like, hey, it's probably going to be five days of this, like, specific antibiotic that we're trying. So just, like, settle it. You're doing Thanksgiving here. Probably doing the weekend here. Like, okay, fine. She's better. We can handle hospital as long as there's no, like, screaming. And now we, we kind of know what's going on. And, like, Wednesday night... The, they had um, infectious diseases come in to look at the rash and to see like hey, what, what could be causing this make sure there's no staff and the woman like the, the doctor in passing was like I, I think you guys are grown and like saying that to me is one thing I'm like okay you said it saying that to my wife is like saying like what time will you be home I'll be home at 5.30 like why was it 5.35 like I don't understand so as soon as she said I think you guys are going home tomorrow I was like you shouldn't have said that. Now, like, uh, <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. My wife's like packing the room up, right? Like, right so like, yeah, the bags are at the door. Like, oh, this right. is goal oriented. <laughs> All right, we are leaving tomorrow. It's like, okay. And so Thursday at like noon, the doctor came in and was like, there is no reason for you guys to be here. Like, she can be on an oral antibiotic now. She is clearly fine. The swelling is gone. The redness is gone. Gone. I mean, it was inflamed red is gone. Like, like monitor you from home. Like, you, you should have Thanksgiving dinner at home. Like, all right, so we, bags were already packed. Uh, so it was like whip around, get the car, and we were home by 4:30 on Thursday. And she's been. We had, like, they were like, oh, this this antibiotic can cause stomach issues. You know, if she yeah. if anything happens, if she swells up again, bring her back. Like, okay. Then, and you have no idea who got the meal. You gotta, so we got show up. Oh, uh, well, no, Wednesday, we, Nikki's like, she had gone home. She's like, hey, did you, like, like why did you order Domo Thanksgiving? That's ridiculous. It's like, well, I'm smarter than that. I know you wouldn't. Appreciate that. I did not order Domo Thanksgiving. Like Gomez, Do- Domo soup, like um, Soto and Boca, the same Domo, guys. Yes. They're, they're take like out. To take out. They did a Thanksgiving. The crate. I'm still sure. Whoever did that, thank you. Uh, a, it's wildly expensive. B, they sold out three weeks. Ago. Like, because I follow them. There was a, like, it's all gone for Thanksgiving. Like, still, uh, we, to this day, don't don't know. Uh, and it's just like, deli- I mean, amazing. Amazing Thanksgiving. So we ate. It's amazing. Like, we ate a like. There was a Thanksgiving meal waiting for you when you got right. home. All we had to do is heat, throw it in the oven, heat it oh up. Oh It was everything. Wow. It wasn't like oh, it was like full blown. That's a oh, what I'm, what I'm, what I, I asked Nick to to just give us a deep dive. So thank you. Sorry about you, that. No, you don't have to be done either. We still got 15 minutes. We'll oh, yeah, come we back to you. But I just want, uh, we want to hear more and more. But just, I was thinking, um, it was a resume. Was I thought, you know, in moments of crisis or intensity, 
is when you find out a number of things. You find out what you're made of. You reap the benefit of all that you've done. So, you know, Nick learned that he was, um, you know, he learned that his family is very, very resilient and able to deal with really difficulty. And uh, he said, oh, these great things started happening. They kept happening. Hey, you know what kept happening? Because he freaking shows up here every week when he can. He goes a Tuesday. He has a this. He's, he's, he's serving. So he had this safety net that was built because of that, not because he personally knows the pastor. I didn't even I had much interaction with you guys did. You had a safety net. You reap what you sow. These things that are in the Bible are not there to give us more to-do lists. They're there because they give us a life that works. And then the third thing that I was so inspired by was like, you know, all the, so many things that I'm really passionate about. You're, that three days is a Petri dish for, right? I'm, I'm passionate about <clears throat> men being leaders. I mean, you, know, you said Nikki deferred to you. said, what do you want? You said that you felt like, you know, you, you always stepped up, man. You stepped up. You know, you were in the car. Said, I said, I can't imagine the, the stress of that. Like, am I going to go to the children's and my child dies on the way? Am I gonna pull off here in Nashville, or am I gonna? Def- I mean, so unbelievably stressful. And and anybody who doesn't want responsibility and doesn't want to be a man will just do whatever their wife says. And sometimes the wife knows best. She knows best, and so she does. I'm not. But like when she like said that to you, you're like, that was a massive one. Um, generosity. You know, the, the the whole thing of generosity with, with the, the meal, service, people, that that that, that guy's serving you, and uh, you guys serving the crossroads before you got a whole people like coming in walking in. Yeah, I'm like, and, wait, you were, when he said he served, I was like, this week? Like, recently? Yeah. After all that? Like, you, every week. You didn't feel yeah, right, right. Right, right, right. Everyone's right. always looking for any reason right. to take time off. And the other one, too, was, like, the snippets of fun that were in there, the, the blessing, like, um, uh, you know, the alcohol yeah. coming there. It's like, we're, we're, we, we have to recreate. We have to have fun, you know? I wish you guys could bring it Whenever you can. Whenever you can have fun, you got to have fun. So that, that was in there. That picture so many I things. said, um, the reason I said that, took that picture is we had been through this shit. That was Wednesday. Tuesday, we were, we were not 24 hours from, like, her screaming... And that, that sent to Andrew first because I was like, I did not realize the backlash here. So my whole family came. And that room is you know, it's nice. There's a basketball game on. So um, I went down to get some water. Come back. We got we brought our speakers. We got Christmas music going. My father-in-law and my dad had found the bourbon. So they poured the bourbon. My kids are decorating the Christmas tree. And I was like, hey, here's the problem. They're never leaving. Like, it was like they were there for like six hours. Like, is there more bourbon up there? Like, so who's ever my, my father-in-law and my dad you know like, yeah. just like they, they were at a bar you drinks games on the TV you know kids are but it was like this cool like man 24 hours ago this room was dark yeah with a screaming child and now we are decorating Christmas trees having drinks full family like this like what a freaking turn man. 
like, uh, it was like, it was my like Christmas holiday movie moment. You know, like, look at this. How do we get here? Uh, you were talking about something that's important to take out of this thing. You kind of stopped and redirected the conversation. But the reap what you sow thing, that's a heavy, heavy thing. And it's the perfect example. And so we shouldn't just blow, blow over that into other conversations. The reason being is, and it, and it just kept resonating before when I sent you that message from there, but him just saying the part two and then you saying the part about the doctors like, okay. I, oh, that's the other one. I'm sorry, prayer. Prayer. Mir- the miracle. I, that was the other one. I got, but yeah, that was yeah. it. I mean, that was it. I said, prayer works. It freaking works. Yeah. That's in there. The whole thing. It's a, it's a microcosm of like every value I have. I think yeah. it, it, for me, uh, I had many moments, again, we've all been through crisis before, of thinking like, what? Uh, what a terrible emotion it would be if you didn't have anyone to tell. That's what I've been sitting here thinking for five minutes. You picked up your phone like, I want to tell, I want to ask. Like, my mom, my, my dad. mom, my dad. I, you know, but like, just to be able to be like, God. Wow. That's that's the vast majority of the population. You know. It's a vast number. That's why suicide keeps going up, up. That's why the mental illness isn't all just isn't all just chemical stuff. It's downright lonely. That's the vast majority. Most people would be screwed. The pain and difficulty. That like, real problems just cuts through the shit. Yeah. So, yeah. How many followers I have on Facebook do this shit? How many people come to church? Who cares? How many? How many? You know what? Well, how much I have in retirement savings? Who cares? Yeah. Oh, you know, that stuff goes. Your 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 way out of that crisis was your way to have a life of meaning. That's why you have a life of meaning. You thought those things are always happening. That's why. Part of why you're a positive guy, smiling, people want to be around you. You're, you're getting fed by those things regularly. And then those things, safety energy. you. We just got out of the Blessed Life series. That, yeah, that was a Blessed Life. Good word. I, uh, I think that you guys said, like, stop apologizing. I, one of the, I mean, you guys modeled it. Each, like, yeah. the, the action, people take action. And even if that action is like, Actually, pray. Sending like actually like not prayer. But, like I was just stunned by dude at one point. Some and it's real. Like when it's like this is crisis. It's just like the the reaction that people took action. It's like people want. It's not like a burden for them to be like. Yep. Oh, fine. Yep. Oh, fine. I guess I'll pray. It's like I'm gonna. I'm praying. I I, I, I want to be a part of this with you. Like that. Not like I'll do it. But like I. Another text message. It's like, so, I, yeah. so thank you for being a part of it because I was thankful to have an outlet. Yeah, you guys were in our prayers for certainly. But it also you were loved and important. It's it's it from the the giving side of that. It also feels good to want to pray for someone. Yeah. You know, because we're talking about the loneliness side of not receiving, or what if you have no one who's asking you for anything? Oh, wow. Yeah. True. So the fact that someone reaches out and is like, hey, you. That's a good word. Yeah. Can you pray for me? Yeah. That's a really good word, too. Vulnerability. That's what, that's the only thing I can put on there. Yeah, right. You, you could have just stuffed that and kept that to your little family and just not brought your... 
no one had to know. Yeah. No one. Yeah. Well, you got blessed because you were there again. You were vulnerable. You, you, you and therefore you got alcohol. Therefore you got Domo. No good bourbon. Therefore you got you got uh, a lead on the on the Mount Lookout. Uh, the Mount Lookout. I mean, you you know, as guys, we we tend to like, no, I got this. I got this. I got this. No, you don't have this. Yeah. If you have this, you're not in any deep shit. Mm. You don't have this. Yeah. So there again, there's another one, man. Way to go. Fans win too. The huh. Bengals win. <laughs> it's not just the team that celebrates. Wow. Yeah. It's all of us that sat at home and cheered them on and wore our stupid Bengals shirt. Wow. We all, so that's how I felt yeah. when I heard your update. Oh, yeah. Our team won. Wow. So we here at The Rest of Life, we don't want to just be another podcast that gives you information. We want to be a podcast that may lead to your transformation. That's what we want. For that to happen, you're going to have to do things that you hear here or someplace else that are right and close to the heart of God. So pick it. Pick whatever it is today. You got some great fodder to make New Year's resolutions say next year it's going to be different could be saying, reap what you sow. Here's some new habits I'm going to reap this year, or I'm going to, I'm going to sow this year so I can reap something next year. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it is the Bible. It actually leads to my life that works. I'm going to actually have a Bible reading plan. You cannot say this year, uh, I'm going to read the Bible more. It doesn't work. You have to have a plan. Find a Bible reading plan. Make up your own plan. A chapter a day, three chapters a day, two, whatever. Have a plan. Do it. Maybe it's that you want to be a leader. Maybe it's you want to be generous. Maybe you want to actually serve. Serve somebody just as Nick was served because he had served others. Maybe you want to make sure you have more fun this year. Maybe it's you want to believe and you actually want to put prayer towards miracles, increasing the hit rate of miracles in your life. Maybe it's you just need to commit this year to tell some people what's going on in your life, to be vulnerable. When someone says, hey, how you doing? Maybe you're not going to have a, a group you're meeting with guys that you're going deep or men or women you're going deep every week. But maybe it's you just make a decision when someone says, hey, how you doing? And you pause for a moment and you actually tell them. Or maybe you just tell them 10% of what's happening. But that's better than saying, fine, I'm fine. Yeah, it's all good. Up to the right. Living the dream. Do something different this year. Make this year a year of meaning, and it will be if you do something different. That's called the aggressive life. We'll see you next year. Hey, thanks for listening. For all things aggressive living, why don't you head over to bryantome.com. Find my new book, Move, a guide to get up and go forward, as well as articles and much, much more. And no matter where you listen to podcasts, why don't you take a second and leave us a rating, leave us a review. It really, really helps us drive new listeners to the show. We want to help as many people as possible, just like we may have helped you. We want to help others. So why don't you help us out? And if you want to connect, find me on Instagram, at Brian Tome. Aggressive Life with Brian Tome is a production of Crossroads Church, Cincinnati, Ohio.